The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples who said to Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look for? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate Gaudate Sunday, which simply is the Latin word for rejoice. And the word rejoice is appropriate because we're getting nearer to the celebration of the nativity of our Lord. And so there's this transition from the more somber color of purple, which is a color of repentance, to a color that more is like the sun that's just breaking into the day, this new day which is meant to represent the new day of eternal life, the day when Christ was born and the day when he comes again to make all things new. And that's why we light the rose-colored candle and, as I say, I wear the rose-colored vestments. Well, today we hear again about John the Baptist, but in a very different light. If you remember last Sunday, John the Baptist was confident even strident in the way that he proclaimed the coming of the Lord, he knew Jesus was the Messiah, and he needed to prepare the people. Now, John's idea of the Messiah was very clearly set out in last Sunday's Gospel, so I'll just quote his understanding of what the Messiah would do. First of all, he's telling the scribes and the Pharisees, you brood of vipers who invited you to come, you should first repent and do the deeds of the Lord. So he was really going after the religious elite. But then he says to them, even now the axe is lying at the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. That's last Sunday's gospel. But now, several chapters later, John is not so sure. In fact, circumstances have changed which have caused him to at least question or doubt 
because he's sitting in a prison. Herod has arrested him. He dared to confront Herod with his immoral life, and he knows he's going to be executed very shortly. But as well, John knows that the Messiah that he was expecting, one who would do away with evil rather suddenly and finally, and take the Romans out of their seat of power and restore Israel to its place of prominence, has not happened. In fact, Jesus is something that's very different in the sense that he is poor, not this so-called powerful king with an army. He has 12 disciples who are anything but powerful. And he's an itinerant preacher wandering around, befriending Gentiles. Not just Gentiles, but sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes. The very evil that John wanted to eliminate, Jesus seems to be befriending. And the Romans are still in power. Their tyranny is evident in that John is now subjected to that, sitting in prison. So that might be behind what John is now questioning. If that is the case, and scholars debate that point, some scholars say, no, no, John knew exactly who Jesus was. It's his disciples who now are doubting. John knows he's going to be put to death. He wants his disciples to be confirmed before he goes to his death. But the majority opinion is John is doubting. And if that is the case, that has real application for us today. Because we can, as you know, suddenly experience unintended, unwelcomed suffering in our lives. Something suddenly happens, like a loss of a loved one or an illness, maybe a broken relationship, whatever it might be, it can throw us off and we can think, as we're going through a dark period of our life, where is God? Where is Jesus for me? I'm sitting in prison in this darkness. And that's just accelerated by the fact that our media, as you know, tend to focus on bad news. And if you were to listen to the news or watch social media on a daily basis, you'd be inundated by bad news, one bad news story after another. And it seems after 20 centuries from the time of Jesus till now, the world is in worse shape. So where is the Messiah? That's a question we could ask. But notice the response that Jesus gives to the disciples of John the Baptist. It's very instructive. Jesus quotes from the prophecy of Isaiah, that's in our first reading, very famous prophecy that John the Baptist would certainly know about and recognize. It's a messianic prophecy that when the Messiah comes, good things will happen. Not just words spoken, but the blind will receive their sight, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the poor will have good news brought to them. And that's the quote. But then Jesus adds two more aspects that were not in the prophecy of Isaiah. The dead will be raised, lepers will be cleansed. And it was well known in the Old Testament that only Yahweh can do those last two things. The Messiah can do the others, especially if it's not a divine Messiah, but just like an anointed king, someone who has great power, but only Yahweh can raise the dead. And Jesus adds those two elements and says, these things are happening. 
Now that is good news. And in fact, if John would hear that, and he did, he also heard of all of these things that are transpiring. Jesus is causing sight to be given to the blind and so forth. So it's not just the words that are spoken, it's what's happening in reality. And then John would know surely this is not just a Messiah or even the Messiah, but the divine Messiah, Yahweh in the flesh. Something far beyond a lot of the Old Testament expectations. Yes, they wanted a king, a powerful king, a Messiah, but Yahweh himself That's what Jesus is saying. Now let's apply that to us today. As I say, we go through periods of darkness and the news tends to exacerbate all of that by its constant broadcasting of darkness. But what's really happening is the question. And that's what Jesus is pointing us to. Let's see what's really happening in our world today and in the church especially. This is where I think, well, certainly the media doesn't really highlight this, but we need to look at this. So I did some research. There are in the whole world, the Catholic is universal church, 220,000 Catholic parishes over that. And there are an additional 450,000 Catholic pastoral centers in the world. Now just take this parish, for example, one parish, and the amazing things that are happening here We have all kinds of charitable events happening here. And especially if you go downstairs, there's the feeding of the hungry. There is the giving of food to those who don't have food and, and clothing. If we look at our family of parishes, we have refugee volunteers who are helping those in need. All of those spiritual and corporal works of mercy are happening not just here, but multiply 220,000 times. And you've got millions and millions of acts of charity happening every day, every day, never reported in the press. But fits exactly with what Jesus says. Look and see whether I am present in the world. And Jesus certainly is today. Take another example. In this parish and in the family of parishes, we have Eucharistic ministers who bring Jesus Christ to the homebound, those who cannot get out. Now that's happening millions of times every day. And that's an amazing thing to bring, not just a symbol of Jesus or a prayer, but Jesus. The real presence of Jesus is being brought to the poor. Millions of times every day, that will never make the press. But it's a reality. And we can take that and say yes. Jesus is present. The Messiah is here. The good news has come. And let me be part of it. Let me breathe the light. And this is why we celebrate Gaudete Sunday, because the rose color that rejoicing is meant to be for us. And when we get involved personally in all of these acts of charity, the feeding of the hungry, visiting the sick, and so forth, then our joy increases and the light becomes even brighter. That's the message of today. That's the message for the future. Because the future depends on us who have the Holy Spirit and Christ to be involved in 
these works of light. Finally, I just want to comment on that last sentence of today's gospel, which is a bit confusing. Jesus says, truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Again, we can think, well, if that's the case, I have no chance. If the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, and John the Baptist was a great prophet. The explanation is the difference between the Old Covenant and the New. John the Baptist was certainly the greatest prophet of the Old Testament because basically was the one transitioning the people to the New. Yet he did not experience Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He was not there. Nor did he recognize or be part of the resurrection and ascension of Christ. He was still of the Old Testament. And certainly of the Old Testament, he was the greatest. We, on the other hand, are privy and we partake in the New Testament, the New Covenant. The blood of Christ that we receive, the body and blood of Christ, is the New Covenant. You know, we often think the New Testament is the Bible, but it's not. Primarily the New Testament, which means New Covenant, is the Eucharist. And it's said right at Mass. It's said in the Scriptures. Jesus at the Last Supper, this is my body, this is my blood. The blood of the New Covenant. Scripture, yes, is important, but Eucharist is the true sacrament. So when we unite ourselves through the Eucharist and through the Holy Spirit and our baptism, and Christ lives in us, then indeed... We are in the kingdom now, and that's the good news. That's why we celebrate this third Sunday of Advent, to be present, partaking in the good news of Christ who's already been incarnated and is inviting us to share in his kingdom is unbelievable good news. That's why the least in the kingdom of heaven, which is us, are greater than John the Baptist. If I can give you an analogy, let's say we've got the greatest athlete, the greatest swimmer, holds the world record of, let's say, swimming the mile. If we were to line up with that swimmer and try to swim the mile with that athlete, we'd be left in, in the dust. However, we would certainly win if we were united to something like a speedboat. And the swimmer, who represents the Old Testament competing with us who have this speedboat, we would certainly win no problem. Because we united ourselves with this additional element. When we unite ourselves to Christ in the sacraments, it's like we have united ourselves to that power that far surpasses the greatest of the Old Testament, John the Baptist. And that's why this Eucharist, that's why this Mass, that's why the whole New Testament that we are part of is so absolutely amazing and a great gift. And that's why we rejoice. It is a great Sunday to celebrate because we know who we are. We are in Christ. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Let us continue to rejoice and prepare and do the good works that Jesus is saying because when we do, other people who can say, what, all this darkness in the world, all the tragedy, all the violence, the war in the Ukraine, there's no God. But then they look at our lives 
And then they realize what's really happening. Multiple millions of acts of charity, all because Christ is alive in and through us. And that is good news.